In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Buchanan's city manager Ben Eldridge has resigned. A meeting of the Buchanan City Commission was held last night for commissioners to consider his employment status. Eldridge has been suspended since early November, as Mayor Sean Dennison says several workplace complaints were made against him. Eldridge resigned amid all the controversy at the Wednesday meeting, saying he decided to step down after seeing a statement from the mayor that concluded it would be easier to suspend just one employee instead of several. The resignation left commissioners with little to consider. Commissioner Dan Vagansky did make a motion to reject Eldridge's resignation, but that was shot down on a four-to-one vote. Eldridge has denied any wrongdoing, calling the complaints made against him false and slanderous. The process for hiring a new city manager has not yet been determined. Meanwhile, Mayor Dennison faces a potential recall vote over his suspension of Eldridge. The St. Joseph Public Schools Foundation has awarded more than $440,000 in grants to several projects around the school district. Foundation President Sam Abdelnauer tells us it's just the first round of two that will go out in the 23-24 school year. Teachers, administrators, different areas of the schools apply with grants, and we have a project committee that reviews them, and and then we vote on them and and decide where we're going to split the money up. Abdelnauer says the foundation awarded $150,000 to the high school for a medical research table. The other big grant went to the elementaries. $150,000 was divided among the three elementary schools for furniture upgrades in their media centers, making them more user-friendly and encouraging reading and and kind of bringing things up to date. Other grants include $40,000 for the high school eSports arena, $66,000 for a refresh of the publication lab, and $7,800 for a key club conference. Abdelnauer says the foundation will award around $900,000 to St. Joe Public Schools by the end of the academic year. It's all possible thanks to the support of private donations. Governor Gresham Whitmer this week signed the My Healthy Climate Plan, legislation that will guide the state's energy policy for decades. Speaking in Detroit this week, Whitmer said the package will put Michigan at the front of the pack when it comes to clean energy. With these bills, Michigan will lead the future of climate action. We will protect our air, land, and lakes, and we will fight for future generations of Michiganders who deserve a better future. The legislation requires the state to get 100% of its energy from renewable sources by the year 2040. It also seeks to improve energy efficiency and waste reduction programs and streamlines the approval process for new green energy projects. Not everyone is a fan of the legislation, though. State Representative Pauline Wenzel calls the package a green dream that will lock Michigan into a future of higher rates and less reliable service for hardworking Michigan families. She said the governor made energy a partisan issue by signing the legislation. Michigan Works is offering Benton Harbor residents a chance to get free training to prepare them for a career in health care. Chief Marketing Officer Mary Morphy tells us thanks to a grant, the agency can offer a 12-week training program for those interested in a career as a community health care worker with a focus on behavioral health. Individuals who take part in the training will leave with a certification, actually two of them. So you'll leave with two credentials with connections to employers in Southwest Michigan, which is the bigger piece here is you're getting firsthand knowledge and industry experience. The program aims to help job seekers gain two in-demand health care credentials and jumpstart a career in health care. Morphe says it will certify those who complete it as community health workers with a micro-credential in behavioral health. 
that could be a stepping stone to further education or to a different career. Why did Michigan Works want to offer such a program? It's based on a need. There's a, a big need for health care in not just the state of Michigan, but in southwest Michigan as well. Morphy says this is only open to those who live in the 49022 zip code or 18 years or older have a high school diploma or GED, and a clean criminal record. Spaces are limited, so anyone interested should register to attend an information session. Set for December 7th, we have a link to register at our website, wsjm.com. 97.5 Y Country's annual Stuff-A-Truck food drive and fundraiser has raised a record amount for Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency. The week-long drive wrapped up on the 17th, and the Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency's Yvonne Veit tells us people were very generous. We had a big turnout. Actually, it's the first year that we've ever gathered so many donations in cash. This year, we did raise 22500 and Wolf Financial is going to match that. So that makes the total raised $45,000. Wolf Financial's Rob Wolf tells us the group supports many charities and it started supporting Stuff-A-Truck last year. One of the things that we do as trying to diversify who we give money to is people like Stuff-A-Truck Community Action Agency for food awareness and needs. And they've been around for a long time and we felt very comfortable about making this type of a donation to their agency. Wolf said the firm at first was going to donate $15,000 this year, but when Stuff-A-Truck reached that goal quickly, he announced a stretch goal to raise even more. In addition to the money raised, the drive stuffed a total of seven trucks with food and non-food items. The Stuff-A-Truck food drive has been taking place now for 27 years. The United States House of Representatives is expected to hold an expulsion vote against Representative George Santos this week. But Congressman Bill Heisinger is unsure of how wise that move will be. He told us Wednesday it's no secret that Santos has done some questionable things. There's a lot of distasteful things that Santos has been accused of. Some of them he hasn't even really denied. The question is, though, in my mind, what is this precedence that is being set? Because in the modern era, there's been precious few people that have actually physically been removed from the House of Representatives. Heisinger says the last member of the House to be expelled was James Trafficant of Ohio, who had been convicted of 10 felonies. Heisinger wonders if expelling members before they're convicted could lead to the expulsion process being partisan and political and possibly being overused. Many parents complete their families through adoption, and November has been a month for encouraging awareness, recognizing those who still want to be adopted, and celebrating others who have grown through the process. More than 100 families finalized their adoptions at eight county family courts across Michigan this year, including Berrien County. More than 75,400 communities did so nationally. Julia Hampton, an adoptive parent who works for Walmart, says it's important to look at the benefits offered by businesses when growing your family through adoption. Look into the programs available through the company you're employed with because it maybe they have a program set up to reimburse you for legal fees for the adoption and then you still get a bonding time to spend some one-on-one time with them. Walmart ranks 46th on the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption's annual ranking of the top 100 adoption-friendly workplaces. It's also in second place for the best impact breakout among companies with more than 1,000 employees. 
AI laws coming to Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is expected to soon sign legislation aimed at curbing deceptive uses of artificial intelligence. This news comes as concerns grow that AI could be used in the 2024 presidential race to mislead voters. Michigan and several other states have taken the lead on legislating deep fakes in political advertising. Similar legislation is being considered in the U.S. Congress. And it's being called the nation's first wireless charging public roadway. And it's just west of downtown Detroit. Copper inductive charging coils were installed to allow vehicles equipped with such receivers to charge up their batteries while driving, idling, or parking. The quarter-mile segment will be used to test and fine-tune the technology. The Michigan Department of Transportation says that a receiver interacts with coils beneath the road to transfer electricity through a magnetic field, charging the vehicle's battery. Officials say this helps put Michigan and Detroit at the forefront of electric vehicle technology. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.